0: what is up hello there my name is jessica patching bunch you can call me jpb and this is brain body resilience this is a podcast dedicated to growth human development and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more hello my friend welcome back to the brain body resilience podcast i'm your host jpb And today is episode number 131. We are rolling. So today I'm going to talk about uh, asking for what you want a little bit. I went on a weekend getaway to Arizona, which is why last week's podcast was late. We had some travel difficulties, didn't get back here when we thought we would. We fly standby, which is amazing, but uh, we didn't get on a plane. Um, at all, on the day that we thought we would, so um schedule was delayed, so we went on this trip. It was amazing. I'd never been to Arizona. I'd driven through it but I'd never seen it's a beautiful place. uh, we went to Sedona, I went with my husband, and then we met his best friend and his new wife out there because of pandemic things. We haven't seen them in five years and I mean, I guess pandemic things and proximity, they live across the country now. So in any case, we haven't seen them for a long time. So we all met up and had a weekend away. It was lovely. Sedona was beautiful. And we went to see, first we went to see a concert in Phoenix, Masego. If you don't know who that is, check him out. He's incredible. He plays all kinds of different instruments. His music is what I like. It may not be what you like. I don't know. But highly recommend. So uh, that was super fun. We did that in Phoenix. It was a great show. And then we drove to Sedona. And that was lovely. And traveling with other people can be really hard. I have recognized in myself over time that I have had a history of feeling like I need to control all of the things in my environment in order to feel safe, in order to feel comfortable. And it took. A lot of time and effort to be able to press pause and even recognize this was a thing in order to be able to work on building a feeling of safety in my nervous system, which I'm still working on continually. It's a continued process to build that trust in myself in my current circumstance. A lot of the time when we see these tendencies, the, the control freak tendencies I used to think it's such a weird reflection I'm having, but I used to just be like, oh yeah, I'm a control freak. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just particular and that's okay. Uh, Control is a common reaction to the fear of being at the mercy of others. And it often stems from traumatic events early in life that leave a person feeling helpless and vulnerable where they don't have control over their situation. And working through my symptoms of PTSD and how that shows up. Control is a common response and often shows up with, you know, a feeling of greater need to control your surroundings and an inflexibility towards others and their needs or their ways of doing things. And I used to be incredibly inflexible. I needed things to just be my way down to how things were cleaned. I used to refold towels because if they weren't folded the way that I like them, it made me really uncomfortable. And it seems kind of silly now, but it was very true. Uh, It gave me some anxiety, some anxious feelings to not have those things the way that I like them to be. Which is why as a young adult, I paid a lot more rent just to live alone for a really long time because I just needed my space to be what I needed it to be. And I needed needed to know that it was going to be exactly how I left it when I came home. And I'm happy to report that I no longer do that. But sometimes I still have to take a moment to breathe and remind myself that it is okay. And that it may not be how I do it or how I like it. And that doesn't mean that it's not safe. And that's all right. Growing up, I I didn't know any safety or stability in my environment. My first memory at the age of two is of abuse, and there was abuse and violence as a constant in my growing up environment from multiple people over the years. And so, trust and safety are things that I am actually just now learning. And I wasn't able to learn that I needed these things or that they were missing until I was able to recognize the experiences that I had and the impact that they actually had and still have on me. I spent so much of my life focused on not wanting to have come from these experiences and so much energy trying to prove to myself that I wasn't a victim of my circumstance, that it never occurred to me to consider what it was that I did want or what I do want. And that my friend is survival mode, constant, constant defensive state. So I think I will share more of my experience here on the podcast. I have a strange growing up experience, and yet not uncommon in regards to the adverse experiences that children face. And so I know I'm not alone, and I really like hearing people's stories, and I've kind of touched on, you know, I've had a traumatic kind of some traumatic traumatic experiences um, and unusual things. I've kept it pretty vague, and I do want to share my story. I really like hearing people's stories. I have been inspired by stories. And um, if nothing else, I just want people to know that they're not alone. Because while we don't talk about these things, they're not uncommon. And so I will share more of mine in the future, but uh, not today. So back to this weekend getaway. I like to travel. I'm still I'm still particular. And so I like to travel how I like to travel. I like to spend my time how I like to spend it. And I like to drive, cook, clean, and eat how I like to do those things. I have not, I wouldn't say rigid anymore. I have pretty flexible routines, but I do have solid routines at home of the way that I spend my time and how I eat and how I spend my energy. And I also know that when we choose to travel with other people, Uh, I will have to let go of some of that and be flexible and adjust my expectations. Because other people also have needs and have their own expectations and ideas of how they want to spend their time and energy and their own habits and routines. We do not live on islands. We are all here together. And if we want to participate, uh, we have to have some level of flexibility And so on the fourth day of this trip, I was exhausted and I felt just drained. And this was not my vision for my time. I really wanted it to be this like rejuvenating, like restful, recharge my battery kind of situation. And it was only because I did something that I am learning to do. I asked for what I needed and took care of my needs without worrying about how others would Think or feel about it, like, oh, are they going to think this, or you know, start making up stories uh, on my own about what somebody else is feeling about my my needs or or my actions, my behaviors, taking care of myself. Uh, so I asked to sit out some hangout time. They were going to, you know, explore something, and I was like, you know what, I'm not really into it. I don't really care about that thing. I would rather just like have some time alone here and recharge while y'all go enjoy that. And so, while they went to explore, I stayed at the house by myself, and I read a book. And it was such wonderful silence. I did some breath work and really like had a moment of nervous system hygiene, so that I could get into more of a balanced place and feel safe and understand like what it was that I needed. And it was such a good time. And then once they came back to the house after they were done with whatever exploring and adventuring they were doing. I was able to enjoy and engage in social connection and enjoy my time with them instead of being on edge and irritable and just feeling drained and overstimulated. And I posted a little bit about that on IG. And a friend of mine commented that they don't have that experience, but they know others who do and appreciate the communication So they don't have to guess about what someone else might be needing, wondering why they're getting in their feelings and irritable and whatever else is going on. Because I know for me, when I don't ask for these things, that's just kind of what happens. And then then I'm taking my lack of care for myself out on those around me. And that's not fair to anyone because then I'm not getting what I need. And they're like, what the hell's happening? And so this right here is... What I really want to bring focus to. We have to ask for what we want or we will not get it because we have to first communicate our needs to anyone else for them to know what it is. We often expect that others just know uh, what we need or get the hints that we're trying to subtly drop. Not everybody communicates like that. My husband does that. He's like, Well, I thought, you know, I was trying to give you these hints. I'm like, I don't speak in hints. You got to be just really upfront. I don't. Very direct communication is what I what I need. Um, not everybody thinks how we do. Not everyone communicates the same. So we expect people to just understand what we need and where we're coming from. This is not how we work as humans, largely because everyone has a different perception and everyone has a different uh, set of expectations and makes sense of things differently largely based on their previous lived experience. And so it's actually a favor to those around you when you are direct about your expectations and your needs. And I know that this can be really hard to ask for what we need for a lot of reasons, because we don't think we can, because it feels scary, because we're not used to it. So we just don't have the practice because we're worried about what other people are going to think. And so If you are worried about asking for what you need because you're worried about affecting someone else, this is a great reframe. It is actually a favor to those around you when you are direct about your expectations and your needs, while also understanding that it is your job to take care of your expectations and needs. These are not rules for someone else to live by. This is what you need to provide for yourself. So before we can do that, we have to know what our needs are for ourselves. If we don't know how, what we need, and how we might like to have that, how can anyone else know those things? They can't because we won't be able to express it. We won't be able to ask for what we need because we don't know what it is. So this is also where nervous system hygiene comes in. It's not just for immediate relief of stress and anxiety symptoms or even for practicing stress and preventing um you know preventative resilience building yes it is those things as well but it's also an opportunity to help ourselves build a better relationship with ourselves and our needs so that we can be better to ourselves for ourselves we can care better for ourselves ask for what we need and advocate for ourselves in a way that helps both us and those around us. And so my challenge to you this week is to be intentional about practicing your nervous system hygiene and asking for what you need. And if you don't know where to start, or just need some guidance or help, click that link in the show notes and let me know. That's what I do. So I think I'm going to wrap it up there. That's all for this week. I am always continually grateful that you are here, spending your time and your energy with me. I am wishing you a beautiful week. And until next time when we do this again, peace out.